0: Hello everyone. Welcome to Real Time with MK podcast. Today we will be discussing fintech players and customer experience. Let's go. Happy Wednesday everybody. Uh, Welcome to episode five of real time with MK. So uh, before we start today you know it's an interesting uh, subject we are going to talk about an interesting topic we are cover we have a fantastic expert coming in. before uh, I call upon my guest I want to give a little bit about the origin story of the show right So uh, it's it's just a second okay sorry there was a okay just just a second. Just All right. So, just to give a little bit background about, uh, sorry for that. Uh, you know, we when we started off this, uh, when the pandemic hit us, uh, we uh, started getting a lot of con- concerns and queries from lot of in organizations from various industries you know people were struggling the one major challenge everybody was facing was how to manage customer experience during these times like these right so it was a tough challenge because people were uh people had no idea everybody went on lockdowns customers were struggling to reach out to companies etc etc so one of those in industri- one of the industries which stood out in this uh, struggle was Fintech. I love Fintech. We all love Fintech. It has made our lives so much easier. So what happened was when when I reached out to my uh, connections, my friends in the Fintech industry, everybody had this question that we have no clue how to maintain the customer experience levels which we are used to or which we were were striving for delivering, right? So that's why uh, I I decided, uh, I, I started thinking about, okay, i am surrounded by experts who are good at cex who are good at running business processes who are good at outsourcing these kind of processes so that's when i ran this idea with some of my colleagues and they were all game for it that's how real time with mk took birth right so we are on episode five we already spoke a lot about e-commerce outsourcing Uh, we we spoke about outsourcing in general we spoke about how to uh, manage your uh contact center during covid19 we covered all this so one of those experts has agreed to join me again so i have rudraksh singh farber with me today he is uh he's the vp of business force outsourcing at Batson kumar he brings with him more than 15 years of experience in operations manager management and tra- transactional quality he has set up several bpo programs for several industries offshore and bilingual across industries like BFSI, Mortgage, Payment and Trades, Fintech, Healthcare, you name it. He has done all that. So, he, prior to Matson Kumar, he was working, working with Capgemini, iGate and ages and he currently runs a lot of processes for a lot of fintech organizations well. So, today, he's going to share some insights on how to deliver good customer experience for fintech players. So, let's, without further ado, I'm going to bring him on. Hey, Rudrash, Welcome.
1: Hey Vivek, thanks for hey, having you. me again.
0: No, it's my pleasure, I, I I can speak to you again and again and again on topics which are uh, close to your heart and the kind of work you do. So uh, you know, uh, so today's episode is about customer experience and fintech players, you know, because we as I was introducing you before that I was mentioning that fintech is one of those industries which went clueless for a certain period of time when all this pandemic Mayhem kicked in, right? So, uh, we want to pick your brain on some insights about how fintech players can still manage to deliver an optimal customer experience during these times. So, I have curated a set of questions for you. Uh, So, shall we start off?
1: Yes, please. Uh, I I hope I'll be able to uh, add value to our conversation and and give you some insights uh, to the best of my knowledge.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, my first question straight out of the gate is, I want to know about how this pandemic has impacted fintech players from a CX standpoint.
1: Okay. Yeah, see, uh, pandemic overall has hit every industry, every large service operations, and it has, of course, hit uh, majorly impacted um, CX for all the verticals that we deal with as an outsourcing partner to a lot of Uh, clients so fintech is definitely one of them fintech uh, you know the whole landscape of uh, financial services that the fintech has to offer uh, how we use and automate these financial services now are pretty much uh, segmented into various categories and I'm I'm right now uh, limiting it to India as a geography and we can talk about other geographies as well but if I talk about India uh, you know there, there are two major segments that uh, you know, uh, fintech has has a clear divide into uh, one, of course, being the lending uh, part of uh, you know the fintech operations, and two is the payment. So le- when I say lending, I mean the peer-to-peer lending, the point of sales uh, as an aggregator, um, as a marketplace uh, lending, and then there are of course direct and indirect lendings also. So uh, let's let's go on with understanding how cx was affected here and how it was impacted here on the lending side of things so of course you know assessing the overall needs and cash flows of an individual or business has has become very difficult with the whole mayhem and unprecedented times that we're in uh it is definitely very difficult for underwriters to uh to really assess the requirements and and to uh you know put forward uh give and put forward solutions and offer services. So, uh, for example, any any short-term loan right now, if, if a fintech is to uh, lend out, uh, will definitely pose a risk. So there's a lot of pressure on, on the underwriters here. With that, the loan disbursements and the overall qualifications goes down. With that happening, uh, the overall customer experience is definitely getting hit. People were uh, expecting to get a pre-approved loan and all of a sudden with with certain change in the overall environment uh that is going around uh he or she is not qualifying for a for a, a loan disbursement so definitely customer experience has taken that hit uh this is on the lending side i i would also say that um, as a as an internal department to any fintech operations uh, collections was also under pressure until moratorium hit Uh, Collections as a department will always have the pressure of, you know, getting the receivables on time, uh, not letting the delinquency go up to a certain level so that the cash flows can be, you know, well maintained and and utilized. Uh, Because a lot of our uh, uh, lending fintech organizations that we deal with are also tied up with a lot of banks and uh, uh, non-banking financial companies also. So what that means is, these tie-ups can also be at risk if, if there is not there's there's enough uh not enough amount of cash flows moving. Uh with the tie-ups going, how right, it right. will impact the customer experience. It's a clear-cut impact to the customer experience because I, as a customer, knew for a fact that this organization was tied up within its bank. And today I come to know that the tie-up is not there anymore. You know, it definitely brings right. about trust issues and and so it is clearly the pandemic situation has adversely affected uh, overall customer experience for all uh, all sorts of uh, companies, and fintechs are no exceptions. Um, if I talk about the payment side of the business, uh, payment side of the business has has seen an uptick in their overall uh, work volumes and their interactions. In fact, um, you know it has it has gone almost one third the the regular operational volumes that they were looking at so with that came different set of challenges With that came uh issues with back-end team not working uh you know not having the right processes to automate things quickly enough to deliver to the client so a lot of backlog was being created so we as outsourced third-party service providers we understand those challenges because it directly impacts the customer experience so yeah, I mean, these two segments, lending and payments, have of course had a had a major impact uh, on their customer experience, and we'll talk more about how to you know best manage that. But yeah, yeah exactly. I think I that's pretty much it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so everybody, uh, the entire ecosystem has got impacted. Even customers uh, have been struggling to uh, pay the payback or get new uh, loans, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So, uh, my next question will be about you know the solution part. Of it. I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna ask you the question because I want to go it step by step. So, what hmm. kind of actions or maybe digital intervention you think could have helped fintech players manage the sudden shock while delivering a good experience, still delivering while delivering the good experience to their customers? What kind of actions or interventions would have helped them?
1: Okay, so see Vivek, if I have my data correct. Uh, almost 75, 80 percent of our banking customers today are on digital platforms or on digital companies. Right. So, of course, digital intervention is is very much important. I'll i start with not a pure digital intervention, but I'll start with basic actions that uh, fintechs have and must take if someone have not yet. Uh, the first, the very first one being making the signups, the overall registration process, um, very quick and easy you know, reducing complexities around any process, be it for registration, be it for any kind of underwriting or disbursements, has to be looked into, uh, automated well and make it much more simpler for the end customer. So I think that uh, sets the tone of making things a little easier, uh, you know, a quick sign up because the, the customer behavior has changed over the last few decades. Uh, fintechs being into existence for the last three to five years, I would say, uh, has made, you know, of course, millennials have been able to adapt to a lot of these stages, but there are still a lot of people who are used to traditional banking and traditional ways of, of how things were offered to them. You know, to get them onto your platform, uh, you, need to, you need to have the overall patience being dealt very well. So reducing complexity and making signups easier. Is, is one very basic action that anyone could have taken. If I go on to the digital side of things, I think having a very strong omni-channel support, I mean, I'm, I'm a very big fan of omni-channel support and, and strong platforms. Because that gives you, that gives the end customer the capability to make transactions, look at, control their finances on various different channels. You know, you can have an app, you can have websites, you, social media is all over uh you know helping helping customers being uh you know customers have a sense of well-being with, with social media around so with that i think an omni channel support which m- helps you manage all those interactions and track and control your customers well is important um and as a part of the package as a part of the omni channel package a very intelligent um a very intelligent and a and a and a smart a uh, customer relationship management tool or an interface is also very important. Uh, why I say that is because that gives you the early cues by understanding, by various algorithms that can be plugged into it, by understanding customer sentiments and what is it that at the given situation, uh, looking at the needs of the customer, understanding the very subtle cues that come out of various uh, levels of interaction, the the agent or the interaction analyst on the other side should be able to you know offer uh, those products and services to the customer that they are actually looking for i mean I, i'll just give you an example if 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 for example there is uh, you know my my car loan has become cheaper just about a day back and i have some intelligence through my crm and, and an omni channel platform that that i've been as a customer uh, X has been searching for car insurance for the last 30 days. There are very high chances that they would have got it by now. But, you know, that, that gives you a very subtle cue to offer the car insurance because it has, the prices have also kind of gone down. So,
0: right.
1: you know, an intelligent interface will help you cater to all those challenges and, and elevate your customer experience. Right.
0: So, the one one uh, key word which you mentioned here is Omni channel. So, I, I have some questions set for us on that as well because Omni-channel is the way to go for any industry, especially fintech. so I'm, I'm going to cover that in the coming upcoming questions. Alright, thank, thank you, you for the answer. So, my next question will be, you know, you manage a lot of processes which belong to some of the leading companies, right? So, I wanted to know, this is just an outlier question, it's not related to the conversation we are having right now. But my question will be, you know, during the pandemic, what kind of concerns or queries Top the list for these companies. What what were customers calling in for, or chatting in for, or social media queries you're managing? What kind of queries top the list?
1: Interesting. Uh, well, if I if I have to talk about the overall interactions, my top interaction uh, drivers uh, have been one uh, an extra line of credit. Uh, people are looking for an extra line of credit at this given time. Uh, whether or not they qualify is something that, of course, there is a process around it, and and gotcha. there are there are certain protocols around it. Uh, but this definitely has been one of them. And with moratorium kicking in, uh, there have been a lot of inquiry around moratorium. And this is I'm talking about the lending side of the project uh, right. firm. Um, you know how how is the moratorium going to affect me? Uh, what positive things can I take out from them? Uh, or from from the whole uh, you know. Uh, the, the whole uh, facilitation um, what is the amount that that will help me uh kind of sustain uh the moratorium phase uh what is the longevity of the moratorium so around moratoriums there, there have been n number of questions and they, they've been our top uh, interaction drivers but line of credit and then very interestingly uh and please don't quote me for it but very interestingly uh we've seen uh, a lot of uh, queries around uh civil not being updated uh timely, timely and very well so that means okay. that uh, there, there have been issues at the back end where, where the reporting has not been done enough or accurate enough uh, and and the civil scores are you know kind of taken a hit. so uh that's on the lending side on the payment side you know things were all gung-ho on the payment side of things be it upi be it wallets uh, and uh you know and, and the regular bill payments also, of course, uh, clubbed into one uh, uh, one gamut of services. Um, I, the, the main questions there were that the payments were failing. Like I said, uh, the back backend was under a lot of pressure. A lot of cer- certain processes that pushes payments, pushes certain um, you know uh, uh, certain processes that that will eventually re- lead to an outcome were kind of held back um, because of the uptick on the volumes so uh that was one uh refunds not being uh done on time uh so so something had to be refunded was a, a turnaround around it uh for some reasons the refunds weren't pushed at the right, right. time so things like right. that so these you know between the lending and the and the payment side of uh fintech operations these were the top interaction drivers if i have answered your question if that's right. what you to looking absolutely.
0: Yeah, I was looking for a, I was expecting only moratorium and questions around that but you shared more information and more points on that. Fantastic. Right. So, uh my next question, you know, I want to move on to uh some of the top challenges. Like I I'm, I'm, I'm now I'm going to go pre-covid time or maybe once the covid is over, post-covid. So, I want to talk about customer experience in general. Let's keep covid aside for a second. So, I want to know that uh, when I talk about customer experience, because it's, it's, it encompasses a lot of things. It encompasses the culture shift, uh, technology, people, a lot of things. So I want to know the, what are the top challenges these fintech players face when it comes to uh, delivering a fantastic customer experience?
1: See, a uh, fantastic customer experience is directly related to how engaged you are with the customer. Um, and it has certainly been a challenge. During these times when people are so worried about uh, their finances, uh, there they will always be trust issues during these times because uh, such are the times where your um, your a- unethical activities also kick in. And it is very important for, for all fintech operations to uh, build that trust and transparency with the customer uh, so that, you know, it doesn't really affect uh, their relationship with the customer. So uh, right. what I'm trying to say here is keeping your customer engaged at all times and there are ways of doing it. We'll talk a little uh, in detail about that. Uh, but keeping your customers engaged is the biggest challenge and tracking your customer information. I think tracking your customer details and information is key to successful uh, and an elevated uh, customer experience at this time. You know, right. we sh- it is not about banking transactions anymore it's that's that's very uh limited information it is you know companies should try doing psychometric uh gamifications uh have all of those techniques uh, you know tested uh to keeping uh, to to track uh customer uh, you know customer behavior and sentiments. so i think a mix of two things keeping them engaged and tracking information very well you need to know the the as on date situation with the customer need to know the as on uh, status of of their employment status of how they're managing their finances and making it fun for them you know at the same yeah. time you've got to through through your application websites very clear information very very uh, legitimate and clear guidelines so to say put out in front of them uh, is is the key to a very high elevated uh, uh, you know customer experience at this time so uh, if we tackle these challenges well uh, you are bound to have a seamless operations and a, a very high uh, uh, in loyalty customer
0: uh, base with you so yeah right yeah so uh, uh, even as a customer we all uh, hate it when we have to repeat the same things again and again and the agent doesn't on the other side of the phone doesn't understand what you're talking about, right. So that is uh, obviously one of the bummer, bummers uh, when you have a call to any company for that matter, right. So moving on from challenges, you know, I want I want to know that when it comes to customer experience, again, for fintech organizations, what are the key factors to be kept in mind?
1: Well, key factors. I think you know. First, first things first. I think every organization, every fintech organization, should have a customer experience management strategy, or a or a program, okay, that right. that helps you control, uh, track, and and also design, uh, you know, interactions at all touch points for, of course, exceeded um, uh, exceeded results and and uh, more than what is expected by the regular customers. Uh, I think with that in place you would want to see how uh, you would want to bring about digital interventions there because once you understand that there is there is a team that works on your customer experience management there are certain strategies around it then you would need to assess if uh, things like an omni-channel support okay if how how relevant to your business is that how effectively would you want to drive that so that's that's number one number two would be to uh, inculcate um, there, there is something called as natural language processing, which right. which is, is the language chatbots use to to respond to customers. Now, right. if you have a have a good NLP based chatbot, I mean, very live, very uh, real time in environment, and and it it obviously offers uh, very response uh, you know correct responses uh, by by the whole usage of it. So whether you would want to have an omni-channel uh, strategy as a part of your customer experience management, whether should you have uh, NLP chatbots placed, is something that you need to you know as an organization you need to reassess. Uh, not just uh, like you said, not just during the times of COVID. I think pre-COVID also this was it was uh, the need to assess these uh, you know technological advancements into your ecosystem. And one thing which which kind of takes a backseat, but it's very important to understand is the talent that we are, uh, you know, the overall talent acquisition. Uh, having a tech background and having a financial background club together is the right talent that you would want to have on your team. Because okay. they, they understand the whole working of fintech. A traditional banking guy would probably be very hell-bent on certain processes that the banking world follows. Uh, right, right. The whole a, a pure tech guy who doesn't have anything to do with banking as as a domain would have his his own apprehensions on on applying certain processes. So it has to be a mix of both. So I think identifying the right talent through these subtle filters, uh, putting the right uh, you know uh, digital platform, uh, be it omnichannel, be it an NLP chatbot that you would want to have, and right. making all of that a part of your customer experience management program so having one customer experience management program and tracking that through and through is is the need of the art right right
0: so that talent part i've uh, you know i'm pretty sure uh, fintech leaders who are watching the show or maybe watch later, i will uh, i'm pretty sure they will take a note of that because that is something that's like a salient feature you just put it out there right so you touched upon on uh, the big word omni-channel customer experience. So I want to know that how how much of, how key is that for fintech players today? And if somebody wants to go omni-channel when it comes to their customer experience, what are what is your advice for them? See, uh,
1: I, I'll start start off. I don't know. I, I think I'll I'll give this to you as an answer through an example. So, if right. if for example Vivek has has a problem with one of his payment applications, uh, right. he goes on Twitter and he tweets his problem. Uh, right. He whether he gets a response or not, he calls in uh, the custom care the very next day, uh, which is right. another way of interacting with with the brand. Right. Now, when you call, uh, would Vivek expect that person on the phone or that person taking up your chat, whatever ways of interactions uh, you are dealing with. Would, you, would Vivek expect him to know about the Twitter uh, message that you had sent across? Just a yes or yeah. no from you. You would, yes, right? Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: And, and these things can only happen if you have a very strong open channel support. So right. all your various platforms and channels of interactions talk to each other. They are getting consolidated at one place, uh, which anyone, uh, if a human being or, or if there is a bot, that is dealing right. with the customer would have a sense of that, would know at the back of their mind that this problem is is definitely what probably Vivek is calling in for. So
0: right.
1: I think omni channel uh, support is the key to a lot of issues that not just FinTech, and I know we are limiting it to FinTech right now, but a lot of other organizations also across verticals uh, that are facing issues with their customer experience. Omni channel has to be a part of your customer experience management program is is right. what I would say
0: fantastic yeah that's actually the, the example which you gave it would be super cool also for the customer to know that the agent knows so much about my other interactions on other channels also fantastic right so my next question will be about you know uh, when when you talk about a good customer experience strategy there are two things which stand out you know number one is <clears throat> Excuse me. Number one is focusing on customer interactions and also keeping your customers engaged. These are the two key, uh, you know, steps or key focus areas for a good CX strategy. So, how can? What is your advice on fintech players if you want to, if they want to stay on top of these two things?
1: See, I, I told you, engagement is is definitely a very big challenge. <laughs> and, uh, like I said, there are can probably talk about some best practices that we offer to uh, a lot of our clients. Uh, one being the news feeds. Um, so, your applications, your website can have certain, you know, with the use of AI, uh, certain algorithms can be built to personalize certain news feeds uh, that we call the So, if you know, i searching, you know, if my search queries have been on, a, uh,
0: Light disturbance to the light. Is it from your end or is it from my end? No, I don't think I, I don't, know. I don't, know. I don't think I okay. Yeah, yeah. Is it good going? For the background. Okay, we can do Yeah, So okay. I would think I that it's just two, three or. That
1: new speed is personalized. you know can a lot of uh, attention. Uh, about, you know you get a lot of you a lot of you get a lot of you know Can hear me I i I'll yeah. The other thing is of course we talked about new speeds as one of the areas uh that the meaning has different uh as, as part of engagement strategy. Uh, the other thing is uh, I talked about uh, you know uh, gamification where uh, how how creatively you, you can use gamification to keep your customers engaged, I know of uh, organizations that are doing these. Uh, uh, you know, they are giving virtual badges to people who save enough, who invest enough. Uh, you know, you can run various kind of competitions at a at a very big level also, at a city level, at a uh, at a national level also. Uh, through these ga- uh, gamifications, you can keep a lot of customers engaged, especially customers who 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 understand your overall vision as a, as an organization. And, uh, of course the, the major, uh, you know, organizations, the, the fintechs that are working have one goal, which is to give financial freedom to a lot of people have financial freedom, financial assistance, any kind of financial services in a, in a different way and in the best way, uh, be it through automation or, or their own uh, business models. So I think, uh, I talked about news feeds, I talked about uh, gamification, I would also say uh, pushing relevant and good content is very important, you know, to keep right. the customer if you if you know for a fact that the customer has been investing in, in a certain trade, you would want to give him or her more insights on that, so uh, that is another level of engagement, and finally, I would say, and like I said, talent acquisition, I would say here... I would say uh, human touch point also plays a very big role. You know, um, you will always have a set of people who will be very traditional in their approach and they would still want their resource managers calling them just like the old days, you know, your bank managers calling you. So I think we also help a lot of organizations do that through welcome calls where we we personally call the customer and welcome them on board uh, on the platform. Ask them if they, they are very clear on the terms and conditions with, that they signed up for, ask them whether they understand the policies, they understand the terms very well, uh, and they understand the services that they've uh, signed up for. Right, right. Uh, and, and, you know, as a matter of fact, this, this, uh, the whole activity of doing that uh, has, has given us enough uh, insights that we take back to the business uh, to help them Improve on the overall products and and the services that they are providing. So I, I yeah. think it's a it's a great cycle to have. So news feeds, uh, have gamification built in, have the right touch points by by humans, and of course push content, relevant content. You will keep your customers engaged. Sure. Right. Again,
0: I, can, I can say it's, it's it's almost like keeping a customer in the center of every activity you are planning, so that you know they they are engaged in the right way. Fantastic. I think that's our points on that question. Okay, coming to next uh, question, I wanna I want to talk about a little bit about brand and you know trust. Okay, so if fintech players, if they want to ensure transparency and build trust in their brand, can they uh, do it by focusing on CX?
1: I think building trust and CX go hand in hand. Uh, you know, if, if you have customers' trust, you have uh, you you you. Taken part, you've taken care of part of the overall experience already. Right. Um, the and transparency and trust are not very difficult things to deal with, and at the same time, it can it can be the most difficult thing as well. Um, right. So how I think building credibility of a brand or any fintech organization is very important. How you do that are the very simple ways of doing it. You know, have very clear information laid out on your website or application. Have Clear pricings laid out of all the services. Uh, be very informative. Uh, don't be too salesy. I think some, you know, when you when you read about certain... Uh, so I, I won't take any names, but when you read about certain fintech uh, services, you feel that they are being too salesy. And that kind of, you know, some customers will have their own meditations in going for your services if, if your website is too salesy. Or your application... Talks uh, too much of of sales and and how they they really want to uh, you know make you the customer. So I think uh, what else? I think testimonies. You know, rather than having very heavy FAQs on your website, have a very simple FAQ, but a heavier testimony by uh, you know by real testimony by people. I mean that. Uh, human to human uh you know uh word of mouth trailing really works even till date right. um,
0: yeah.
1: if i have to think of more things i think um, if 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 the fintech uh, organization has had a few press releases in the past you might want to uh, show that to build trust um, right. if there have been so interestingly uh let me also talk about Uh, a campaign that we run for a fintech operations uh, business um, where, you know, idea is to take certain piece of the volume where uh, wrong things were initially put forward. So we we outcall those uh, customers and we correct and we tell them that there was a mistake that was made and we correct that uh, with whatever the next steps are. So I think admitting to, if you've made a mistake, admitting to it and reaching out to customers proactively really helps as a strategy and and it has really he- helped uh the brand that we work for it has really helped them so having that kind of an outreach right. to the customer also builds a lot of trust so yeah i think these okay. these are the few things that should right, be inculcated right. yeah yeah
0: so i think i think uh th- very valid points on uh, those steps which can really build the trust in the brand because FinTech is one area where the competition is very stiff. You know, you have to have, uh, you have to have the right measures, the right actions in place to build that trust, for sure. Right. So now, since I have you here, I want to touch upon outsourcing a little bit, right? So because you are you are a champion of that. So, how can uh, business process outsourcing help FinTech players deliver a superior client? Straightforward question for you.
1: Okay, so outsourcing can really help uh, fintech operations and businesses in many ways, but I'll, I'll touch upon a few, uh, see cost effectiveness is has been uh, the core reason why people were outsourcing uh, any business operations, but that has kind of taken a backseat. Of course, we still cost effective than any other uh, in-house operations or insights uh, team, I would still say I, I need the cost effective part a little aside. I would say, uh, you know, better and quicker talent acquisition, which is not very easy when you're, when you're at the core of your business and you're involved in, in managing day in, day out strategies of how to run your operations and your business. You would not have the time and, and leverage, uh, you know, to, to, uh, rampantly build bigger teams, uh, effectively uh, acquire talent which we help them with, then uh, a 24-7 kind of an environment, no fintech operations, uh, no business right now that I know of can do a 24-7 kind of an environment within their uh, in-house system. So so there is a clear need of having a 24-7 looking at how customers' uh, lifestyles are nowadays we need to have a 24/7 operations we need to have 24/7 of interaction uh, so so the operations has to go on uh, through that level of uh, coverage so outsourcing uh, really helps in these few aspects and of course the the customer experience management program that i was talking about uh, right. you know it can be very well evaluated and and developed when given to an outsourcing partner because we were, right. we have process excellence and business excellence folks who we put onto this team, who only and only focus on your customer experience. management. they are right. not running operations. My operation leaders and managers will be different, and uh, you know a separate team uh, than the ones that will be managing customer experience. So, so that's right. how outsourcing can can help. And one very big area is, you know. Uh, it's, it's always good to have a third party check uh, an, an unbiased check for any kind of service operations and that can only happen if you outsource your basic compliance your audit verifications your verifications of transactions wherever you need a quality check wherever you need an interaction analytic check you need to have uh, that as a, as a separate unit to do away with the bias. so mm-hmm. I think these are can really help fintech operation and have been doing a wonderful job. Uh, since, uh, you know, fintech has started to fintech companies have started to outsource. So, I mean, uh, you will have a lot of references if you reach out to any of our clients and ask them. How, how so yeah, can really really uh, Right. So I. I don't know why.
0: Yeah. So I have been I have been talking to some of the fintech leaders uh, in my LinkedIn network. So they they have told me that you know they outsource predominantly for the same exact reasons you mentioned. You know they, they want to focus on growing the business, but whereas the Cx strategy etc is managed by their partners and things like that. <laughs> so my follow up question to that question is, you know, what kind of processes are majorly? Outsourced by fintech players, and what is the reason behind it? Reason you have already mentioned. What kind of processes are predominantly outsourced?
1: There's a whole gamut of services that we, uh, you know, that we offer to our fintech partners. Um, I'll start with uh, lead generation, creating the interest. Even for a right. uh, pre-approved loan, uh, there is always a need of reaching out to the customer and letting that customer know that there
0: is a pre-approved loan process so right,
1: right. so of course uh, lead generation through outbound uh calling is one uh, a lot of fintech operations have realized that their inside sales teams weren't doing very well uh because right. that was not core. Uh, so they they also outsource their sales businesses to us so from lead generation to sales that means putting a closure to the final disbursements uh, and and if if there are and if I not only talk about lending but if I talk about other services, uh, be it insurance that is to be sold over the phone, that also is uh, something that we uh, deal with as, as one of our processes. Um, welcome calls I've already talked about, uh, where we onboard new customers, we, we ensure that we give them a call and we welcome them aboard and have everything clearly laid out. Um, so there, there definitely is an outflow when you do welcome call when i say outflow there's a business outflow because some some customers would turn around and say you know what i did not know about this, and i'm not up for it but it's better to be straightforward very proactive enough and tell them that this is the case this is this is what we've signed up for if you have any issues we, we try so with that builds another area of uh, our expertise which is retention. So, one, we are doing that welcome call, we are ensuring that the customer knows everything that he signed up for. And if there are apprehensions, we have another queue which retains those kind of customers, which has the authority to go out and, and, you know, uh, modulate a, a, a few products to offer the customer. So, I think, you know, these are all connecting the dots. Very important process that needs to be outsourced. And if anyone from the fintech world has joined in, they would agree. The biggest risk for any fintech organization, lending organization, is the first payment default. If if your first payment has been defaulted on, defaulted upon, that is a major red alert. You know, we come in as, as business outsourcing partners to them and we do those alerts to them and also try and engage the customer to at least do the first level of selection. Very early stage, but any first payment defaults are, are a big risk to any lending uh, operations so that's right. that's definitely another factor then if i talk about various other interactions we take care of text messages you know there is a there is a different uh, stream of messaging uh be it through the normal regular smss or the whatsapp because whatsapp for business is on so now right. it, it's a different uh, stream of interaction altogether so when we also do a lot of social media uh, coverage, uh, so a lot of social media interactions are being dealt with. Of course, we have certain tools and systems in place to do that because not everything is manual. Uh, we make the best use of uh, artificial intelligence uh, and our experience on NLP chatbots to best manage those uh, when it comes to uh, chat interactions. Uh, we offer, as an outsourcing partner, we also offer benchmarking services, which a lot of fintech, you know, in in today's time are opting for because they want to see where they are in comparison to their other competitors. So I think we, we have a lot of that data already with us. We, of course, keeping the non-disclosure agreements in place, making sure that we are not, um, there is no conflict of business with any of our clients. We keep that as as very uh, you know integral part to uh, our business and overall uh, operational excellence that we manage. Um, emails, we do a lot of email support for uh, for a lot of our clients where uh, you know we have seen very high redundancies uh, not only in chats but also in emails. We've seen um, uh, there, there are, there are a very specific set of people or customers I would say who are uh, email friendly. Uh, so, Wait. identifying that uh, for each of your business and uh, giving it back to you as an insight is something that uh, one of our team also does. Um, I I hope I'm not forgetting anything. Okay, yeah, uh, we we also we also help uh, a lot of companies um, in in uh, enhancing their self-care, self care self self help. Uh, we call it self care in a few LOBs, uh, but the self help options. Uh, through ivr enhancements or t- taxonomy services that we give them on on their website and even the application right. for that matter so yeah, yeah i mean these these are some some of them and of course i have uh, needless to say uh, our inbound queue management you know our inbound regular after sales uh, queues queries that come in is also being managed by uh, uh, our team for a lot of
0: our clients Right, I think I mean, if any fintech wants to uh, manage their customer experience well, I think you have each and everything for them, I guess. So that's fantastic to hear that because many of the things I was not even aware of. So that's fantastic. So next one, uh, my final question today, you know, uh, and my sincere apologies today, there have been a lot of technical challenges I'm facing. A uh, lot of static people are complaining to me on WhatsApp, <laughs> but I can't do anything about it right now. So my final question will be, you know, it's again, Driving the point home, you have already spoken about it. So, what will be your two cents or your advice to fintech players who are striving to deliver the best experience to their customers?
1: Uh, I would say let's start with the first thing. First things first, um, assess um, and decide on the level of digital transformation or technology technological advancements you want to make uh, within the within your ecosystem once you have that and of course if you need help uh, hit us up for that but uh, this should be your first step uh, of understanding the level of some people you know some some cust uh, some some companies some uh, fintech operations and organizations would not need the whole uh, array of services uh, that comes uh, as a part of your uh, omni uh, support package or or you know there can be various levels of of digital transformation so you have to really understand and assess internally first that what is it that you're striving to achieve uh, so that's number 1 number 2 i would say is uh, you keep it simple like i said um, have very clear guidelines and very clear processes laid out um, and and ensure that uh, with with these clear processes uh, the customer has uh, the overall sense of well-being of being uh, interactive enough on any of the digital platforms Uh, that's number two and the third thing is uh, I would say understand you already know your core so anything which is not your core outsource that work understand the benefits of outsourcing whatever is not core to your business uh, because a lot of case studies are out there that you can use and decide so three things uh, decide on the digital transformation, make, keep it simple and outsource whatever is not for to you as a business. So yeah, that, oh. that would be my advice for all the fintech uh, businesses out there.
0: Right, good. Actually that's a good three-point advice for fintech guys and uh, thank you so much Rudraksh, for joining me. Uh, I'll be bringing you back for, because I want to tackle CX in detail for several industries which I have in conversation with people on LinkedIn and other platforms so uh make sure that uh i'll make sure that you come back again and again on the show thank you so much for your time and uh, it was fantastic you? Thank, thank you thanks for it. bye-bye all right so uh my sincere apologies guys today it was a horrible day because with the technical challenge a lot of static and also uh some kind of uh scheduling issues with linkedin But I hope you enjoyed the show. Nevertheless, Rudraksh brings packs a punch when it comes to customer experience and business process outsourcing. So FinTech players, the baseline, the key takeaway is this. Focus on your core areas and try to outsource the things which can enhance your customer experience, especially during tough times like these. So uh, I will see you all next week with another guest on another topic. I want all of you to stay safe. And thank you for watching Real Time with MK. Thank you for listening. This is Real Time with MK podcast. For more tips on customer experience, please visit www.matsenkumar.com.